0: Good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for joining us on this fine Saturday morning and as always we truly appreciate you taking the time to join us on these early Saturday mornings. We know how valuable your time is. If you have any questions about today's program or maybe a program from the past or a subject you might like to hear us talk about in the future, please contact me. It's Saturday Morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. That's Saturday Morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Again, thank you for joining me. And as always, uh, we truly appreciate those uh, comments and uh, wonderful things that you have uh, shared with us ab- about how the program has affected you. And I just pray that you'll continue to share your questions and encouragements with me. It's truly, truly appreciated. And today's program is a, is a very important subject, as all of the gospel is very, very important. And today's program is entitled Prayer Battle. And uh, I mean, to take it one step pur- further, it would be Prayer Battle in the Secret Place and so you say, Dan, what do you mean by the secret place? Well, Jesus kind of in Matthew 6, 6, in the gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 6, Jesus says this, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Hmm. Now, here's the interesting thing. In Matthew, in that scripture, Jesus didn't say, dream about your father who is in a secret place. That's not what he said. But he said this, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And prayer, we have to understand that prayer is an effort of the will. Now, these are things that we can do that are within our will. There are things that God asks us to do and requires of it and wants us to do. Now, we may not be able to change the sin that is in us because if we were able to change the sin that is in us, why would there be need for salvation and Jesus' death on the cross? Those things wouldn't have been necessary if we had the ability in us to make that change away from sin or that bad, 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 really terrible thinking. But what God does ask us to do is to submit our will to his. And in doing that, the first choice is in prayer, in praying to heart father who will enable us through the Holy Spirit to resist those things or overcome those things that have become an issue for us throughout our lives. And and the caveat to that is those issues and trials and tribulations, we don't want to discount them. We want to learn from them. So again, prayer is an effort of our will. We make a willing choice. God is asking us to make a choice between right and wrong, accepting him and not accepting him. And within that choice of accepting the blood that was shed on the cross, then Jesus begins to work in our lives to affect the change and remove the imperfections from us, which is so important to understand. Because after we've entered our secret place and we've shut the door, the next most difficult thing to do, and I experienced this, is to pray to pray in the the right way. And it's not endless fancy phrases, endless words sounding like you're a theological professor at some divinity school. Um, You know, that's not what God is seeking. What God is seeking is your open heart and requesting him and saying, Lord, I submit to your will, do with me as you wish, Provide me with the strength and the wisdom that I may accomplish whatever it is that you ask of me, Lord, on your behalf. That is the prayer of how we start. We have a tendency, and I've discussed this a lot, we have a tendency in our prayer to seek our comfort, to seek uh, financial comfort, to seek all of these kinds of things. And so we begin to circumvent God's will because God says, I know what you need before you ask. I know what you need before you have ever even thought of it. And so to come to him and then begin our our ask for things that he already knows that we need and we know through the Lord's prayer all that we could need and require. Because he told the apostles to pray like this. And then, you know, we have the Lord's Prayer where God's will is being done on earth as it is in heaven, giving us our daily bread, forgiving us our trespasses, delivering us from evil. I mean, it is incredible that short, few sentences of what we call the Lord's Prayer is everything. Jesus gave the apostles the insight into understanding in that prayer you were asking for everything that is necessary. And so we can expound on that by asking God to provide us more strength and wisdom in certain situations and insight so we can continue on that. But we have a tendency as we are frail and weak uh, fleshly beings, we have a tendency to seek out God for our comfort, which is that's not what we should be doing because God's learning, and there is discomfort. I'm sorry to tell you that, but in, in the walk of faith, there is discomfort. He says, don't be surprised at the trial that comes upon you. He says, well, the, while you're on earth, you're going to have tribulation 10 days. He's telling us that there are these things to do. He tells us that there is a yoke that he asks us to bear, but he says that burden is light. And then through God's strength, we can learn. And and that it's pictured in so many places throughout the Bible as we are these pure elements like gold and silver. And when we go through the fire, we aren't consumed by it because we're not hiding in wickedness. That's what happens to wickedness and darkness. It becomes consumed by God's eternal light. But when we are in that fire, in that beautiful, consuming light, and let me share something with you in case you don't understand. It is the same light that that darkness hides from, wickedness shrinks back from, that brings us through and educates us. It's the same light. Think about that. Ponder that for a moment. Seek out those scriptures that share that with you. So I think it's very uh, uh, important to understand in going into prayer that we need to move away from constantly asking God for supplying these earthly and fleshly needs because he knows it. The obligation that we want to do for our Savior is submit, put our will aside and put all that God needs as the first thing. And that's when, you know, those two scriptures that... uh uh or in the commandments where Jesus said, because the apostles were, you know, pulling on him like Jesus, you know, which is the greatest commandment of all, you know, and there was lots of commandments and lots of things throughout the Levitical laws. But he said to them, if you do these two things, you will have done everything that the law was asking you to do. And those two things, my friends, it it is, it is simple. It is understandable. It is not complex. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said all of the law was summed up in those two things. So when we pray and when we go into that secret, uh, our secret place to enter into God's secret place through prayer, these are the things that we need to be cognizant of. But in that place where we are, there is a battle that can take place, just like the battle of the flesh, and then we can seek God to help us do it better. And the most difficult thing to do once we're in our secret place and shut the door, the most difficult thing to do many times is prayer, especially as your mind is running from all the things that you had to go through to the day through the day, maybe with your spouse or your children or at work with your employer or just coming home from work. What you've experienced or what has been pressed upon you by someone else. And so the great battle in private prayer is overcoming this problem of idle and wandering thinking. We have to learn discipline. We have got to learn to discipline our minds and concentrate. Here's the key. Concentrate on willful and deliberate prayer, which God gives us the ability to do that. Absolutely. That is within our choice to do, to make a conscious choice. And if we're struggling, you simply make that part of your prayer. Lord, please give me the focus to concentrate on what it is that I should be asking you for. What it is that is the most important things that I should seek. And those answers are there. Those answers are there for you to understand. And again, it is not complicated. But many times it is hard to overcome the day in the world to be able to take that time to focus. And so, again, what I want to say, uh, I want to, it's because it's an important thing, we have to learn to discipline our minds and concentrate on willful, deliberate prayer. And we have to uh, especially a selected place for prayer. That's important for us that we do. Although you can pray anyway, you may not have that kind of thing where you can pray in the middle. You're an amazing person if you can focus and pray in the middle of distraction and chaos. And oftentimes, That's where we find ourselves praying, don't we? So I want to encourage you to do that. But we're going to take a short break, and I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to Dan Brown here on Saturday morning. It's a very special time for me to share with you every Saturday. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and we'll be right back after these few short messages. Please stay tuned.
1: When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app.
0: And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for joining us this fine Saturday morning. We truly appreciate you tuning in. An important thing to understand about the program is that the, the program, when we're doing it, is not the end all to a particular subject that we're discussing, that, that I'm sharing with you. The idea is, is the beginning, and hopefully that it will whet your appetite, that will stimulate you in, in some way to be able to continue studying, uh, uh, seeking God in prayer, seeking answers in prayer, uh, and that you would be able to really uh, focus on, on doing that and understanding what God's will is in your life. But the beginning of understanding what God's will is, the beginning of it is submission and surrendering our will to God's. Because once we do that, he can actually begin to use us. But if there is a constant battle within ourselves of what we want to what the Holy Spirit wants, the Bible talks about the, a, a war, a battle between the flesh and the spirit. And um you can give in to your flesh. That is your choice. Uh, you can make a conscious decision to resist as much as you can, but continue to seek God for that strength that you do not have. And that wisdom in doing the right things that will lead you in a path of faith, that God can light that path for you and you can have clear vision of where you should be going and what you're doing. That's not to say that God is going to show you all of your life and here's where you're going to end up. I would tell you that. That most of the people, in Italy, even through the scriptures, when you're looking at the individuals who, who followed Christ, they didn't know the end game. Uh, he would share with them things about himself that was going to happen. But the most important focus was the sharing of the good news of God's kingdom. And so that's what you and I are called to do to share with people, to God gives us this great gift to allow us to plant seeds, to share this. But the Holy Spirit is who actually will make it grow and will affect the individual. Sometimes we try so hard thinking that somehow we can straighten somebody out, that we can change their mind. And that's not the case. Um, and although we want to be teachers and we want to share good things, and we, and we should do that, but the Bible makes it clear that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, is who will indwell within us and teach us all things as the Scripture says. Now the program, as I told you today uh, is entitled the Prayer Battle and the Prayer Battle in the Secret place as we seek to find places where we can focus on God, try to put the world and all the everything around us, maybe sights and sounds. Out of the way. But there are those of us that can pray in the middle of a, of a concert and uh, actually we'll have real prayer. But um, it does say, you know, it, God's suggestion to us is when you pray, go into your room. And when you have your shut, you know, shut your door and pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So we must have specially selected a place for prayer. But once we get there, what's usually happening like after a crazy day, as I discussed earlier in the program, uh, we begin to think to ourselves, you know, this needs to be done, and I have to do that today. But Jesus says this. Here's a very important thing. Jesus says this, shut your door. And in shutting your door, he's emphasizing on the fact that you were closing off all those things to the outside, whether it's a physical room or a metaphorical room. You're shutting the door to whatever is going on around. If you have no place to go, you know, you're a homeless person, so you don't have a closet, you don't have a door, you don't have a prayer room. You don't even have a bed to kneel beside. But in your homelessness, you can metaphorically shut that door. You can shut out the things of the world. You can ask God to help you. And kneel down in a quiet place and seek God in all his goodness and his love for you. And that that's my prayer for everyone, that you're able to accomplish that. And so, again, like I said, what can begin to happen is we can be plagued by these wandering thoughts of, you know, I got to do this. I got to do that. Oh, my goodness. I still got to get this before the day is over. But what does God say? Jesus says, shut your door and so having this secret stillness before god means deliberately shutting the door on our emotions remember i said this can be metaphorically too on our emotions and remembering him and god is in secret and he sees us from the secret place And he doesn't see us as other people do or even as we do ourselves. He truly sees the deepest recesses of who we are in every aspect that makes us up. It it is amazing, our creation and how we are made. So when we truly live in the secret place, it becomes impossible for us to doubt God because we've left everything out of here. We've removed everything, our emotions, and, and we focus completely on remembering him. And that, that's crucial. I think that's critical in our lives to do. Whether you have a place to do it physically, you still have to do it uh, in the spiritual way, because you can go lock yourself in a, in your own room and kneel down at your bedside, and your mind can still run rampantly. But you need to close that door uh, that allows the world in and those thoughts that press upon you continually. And the world intends to do that. And wickedness wants to do that. It it doesn't want you to be able to concentrate and focusing on serving God and reaching out to him through this wonderful means of prayer that God has called us to do. I, I just think it is a phenomenal. And I thank you, Lord over and over again for allowing us to come to you. And you tell you that you hear our prayers when we come this way. I'm just uh, in awe. I, I can't be in to anything. And so what I tell you, uh, again, when we truly live in the secret place, it becomes impossible for us to doubt God. We become more sure of him than anyone or anything else. And entering into the secret place, when we do that, when we make sure we enter into that secret place and what will happen, we'll find that God was right in the middle of your everyday circumstances all the time. How often we forget that when we get carried away by the woes of the world. God wants us to seek him in all things. And so unless we learn to open the door of our life completely and let God in from our first waking moment of each new day, you'll be working on the wrong level throughout the rest of the day. So uh, many times, you know, it is wonderful for your eyes to open and begin to pray because you've already put the enemy at bay. You've already done that. And so remember, unless you learn to open the door of our lives, open it completely. We're not open a little bit so we can talk to God a little bit here and then boom, we're back into the world and we don't even know, uh, we don't even remember what we prayed about a while ago. But if we don't do that, we'll be working on the wrong level throughout the day. But if you'll swing the door of your life fully open and pray to your Father who is in the secret place, every public thing in your life will be marked with the lasting imprint of the presence of God. And that's what we seek. We seek God's presence continually, and He reaches out to us. There is no other religion, there is no other faith where the Creator is seeking an intimate relationship with you. Um, and that's the facts. And God is living, breathing. He's not in a grave somewhere. He's not human, uh, frail flesh that said things at one time and recanted them on their deathbed. It's not just wonderful poems and lifestyles. That's not what God is. What God is seeking to and through us, through his holy son, Jesus Christ, is an intimate, active relationship, living, living inside the spot that only God can dwell. But yet we as weak human guys and gals, we continue to try to fill this yearning that we think, Oh, I, I, I want to be filled with entertainment. I want to be filled with, with this and with that. And so many things we think, well, they're not really bad thing. But we also, there are those of us that yearn to fill them with lust and pornography and greed, right? All these kinds of things. And so everything in moderation is okay. I'm not saying that, uh, that greed in moderation is okay. What I'm saying is, you know, eating and drinking in moderation. Is it a sin to, to have a glass of wine? No, it's not. But it is a sin to become a drunkard. Is it a sin to eat a meal? No, but it is a sin to be a glutton and over, because you're hurting yourself in the middle of all of it anyway. So the sin is actually being brought upon you by bad behavior. But God constantly is seeking and hoping that we reach out because that's the part that we need to do. There is a thing on our side that we need to do, and God does the rest. We pray, we submit and surrender our will to God. I cannot stress it enough because it is the simplicity of the gospel. And God does this out of love for us. And the real definition of love is, is is unselfishness expressed. And there's so many levels of that. And God has taken it to the, the level that none of us could have ever imagined, that he gave his one and only begotten son for us on our behalf, since we were broken and sinful, to take the punishment that was really should be upon us. But he took it upon himself, and we are healed by his stripes. It is amazing, and I thank you, Lord, for doing all those things because you love your creation so much. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and we'll be right back after these few short messages. Please stay tuned.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Karen LeCue. Friday's release of the FBI affidavit that led to the raid on former President Donald Trump's Florida home reveals some of what was in those 15 boxes of documents removed from Mar-a-Lago. A A preliminary review of the 15 boxes indicated that they contained newspapers, magazines, printed news articles, photos, miscellaneous printouts, notes, presidential correspondence, personal and post-presidential records, and a lot of classified records. Of most significant concern was that highly classified records were unfolded, intermixed with other records, and otherwise improperly identified. Nicole Linsalata of Fox TV affiliate WSVN Miami. In Jackson, Mississippi, residents tried to get out ahead of rising floodwaters.
0: I've gotten really stressed
1: because there's so much to do, so much more than I realized to do. Emily Davis, rivers and streams are about to overflow after torrential rains. America is listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. It'll be very warm and humid today with variable cloudiness. An afternoon thunderstorm in parts of the area will see a high today of 89. A thunder shower in spots early this evening, otherwise mainly clear and humid tonight, low 68. Tomorrow will be humid with sunshine and patchy clouds. An afternoon thunderstorm cannot be ruled out. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 88. I'm AccuWeather's Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5
0: And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Welcome back this fine Saturday morning We're already in our third segment of the day I'm very excited about being able to be here and share this great gospel message with you And as always here on Saturday morning, if you have any questions about this program or maybe a program from the past, excuse me, or a subject that you'd like to hear me talk about in the future, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Please keep those comments coming in. Those encouragements are so fantastic. Thank you for reaching out and communicating with me. I truly appreciate it. And also, if you would like a free Bible, please again, contact me at Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com and leave me your name and your address. And I uh, commit to you that I won't use that information for anything other than sending you a free Bible. No postage charge, nothing. It's a nice new modern translation of the Bible. It's really wonderful. If you're just looking for something else to, uh, to, to compare to, or if you don't have a Bible at all, it's a great way, a great introduction if, if you're new into the faith. So again, if you need a Bible, please contact me at Brown at yahoo.com and I'll get you that Bible. And again, today our program is about the prayer battle that we face as we go into our secret place. And as I shared with you in the pre previous segments, that secret place can be metaphorical because the door you can literally go into an area of your home or your apartment or somewhere your your man cave your she your she shed and, um, and maybe that's your prayer place and 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 Jesus said shut the door and pray to your Father who is in His secret place in secret but that can also be metaphorically not every one of us have a place to go there's many of us who are homeless. We have brothers and sisters and families and children who have no home and they still need to pray. And so metaphorically, they can uh, they can do the same thing. And shutting the door to your secret place is keeping all the cares and the woes of the world out so that when you pray to your father, you are fully concentrating and not letting the cares and the things that you need to do and your wants interfere with that wonderful communication that God has said we can have with him. Imagine that the God of all creation is messed up as we are as many mistakes as we have made And man, I I, I make them, I make them, I apologize for them. Uh, I I had to apologize for some things just the other night. And and so never be afraid to, to apologize. Never be afraid to share that. Um, I'm not saying be run over and be a pushover necessarily, but in humility, if there's something that you are right about, you don't have to uh, bend to someone's will who's trying to do something to you that may be inappropriate. But uh, sometimes we can be misunderstood and sometimes we can think someone is saying something else and they're actually not. So maybe an apology is due. And so always think about those things because our walk of faith is based in humility. And I got to share with you, you know, these young men in the book of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were thrown into a fire because of their faith. And so they were thrown in this because they would not worship any idols, they would not do anything that this uh, heathen king was saying, "You're going to bow down and and the people around them so often in your faith, there's people who want to stick you for your faith, they want to belittle your faith, and their your faith makes them envious that they cannot step up to that level of faith and so all kinds of things that happen in people's minds. so you had these groups around these three young men who were very unhappy with what uh, these three young men were actually sticking to their principles. So they inflamed the king. They made up things, expanded things. They added dialogue to what was really going on. And so the king made a decree. He He had to go with the decree. And they made this furnace so hot that even those who would approach it could potentially be killed. And these three young men were put into this fire, this furnace. And their faith in God... Um, Prevail, but what they said to that that king who who uh, just was misled, what they said to him: whether or not we perish in this fire, our faith and our commitment to our God will never change. I'm paraphrasing, but that's an essence of what they said. I can't share; I can't speak Aramaic or Old Hebrew, so that's as close as I can get to you. But that's what they meant when they, what they were saying. And so in the midst of that fire, uh, they were unharmed. In fact, so unharmed that no hair on their head was singed. No uh, smoke was on them as they walked out. But the king noticed that within the fire, there was someone else. There was a fourth likeness of a person in that fire. And so I want to share with you today that when you're in your fire for your principles, when you're in your trial for your principles, for your faith and for your belief, God has his protection surrounding you. And and his promises is that you will come out the other side. You will. And so in that, you know, I, I am just so excited that God uh, you know, sends his protection on our behalf in so many circumstances. And of course, those circumstances where God's protection comes, comes when it is related to our faith in him. Uh Not arguing over worldly things, not fighting, not robbing someone, not stealing something, not lying about something. And when we face those trials and tribulations and in, in the worldly courts, those things are going to come because God says you know, you, you can obey man's laws as long as it doesn't conflict with what God has sent you to do. But when it conflicts with your faith, uh, that's the caveat, isn't it? You, you can and may in this country at some day, at some point, uh, be questioned about your faith in the essence of if you say, yes, I believe in Jesus, you may be sent to prison. And I will tell you, this has been happening for ages and ages and ages around us. Uh, Since Jesus came and left, uh, you know, this has been happening. People have been persecuted for the sake of our faith, of our our Christian faith. And so uh, even in this country, um, and I don't have to go into every detail, but there's been churches that have been bombed and people that have been killed for their faith. And it's just awful, indiscriminate killing of people um for no reason other than its jealousy and envy and truly, truly wickedness. But I want to share with you in that sense that when what Jesus was doing, again in uh, uh as we search the spiritual search of, of prayer and understanding, the illustration of prayer that our, our Lord uses, and here's one of the ones where he uses, in Matthew 7, verse 9, uh, what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? You say, oh, my gosh, how can that relate to any of this kind of thing? But the illustration of prayer that our Lord is using here is one of a good child, who is asking for something good. And so we talk about prayer as if God hears us regardless of what our relationship is to him. Mm. Never say that it's that it is not God's will to give you what you want see there's a the caveat I, I and I want to stress to you, don't faint and give up, but find out the reason that you have not received because maybe what you're asking for again is not within god's will and and at the center of all our requests is that God's will be done in our life because he knows what's best for us, and so you want to say um I would say that what's necessary is to increase the intensity of your search and examine the evidence of what you may be doing and saying. Is your doing and your saying, do they match up? Are you a person who can espouse all these different things about faith, but your deeds do not line up with what you speak? There's the first part where you know you're off track. If you say one thing and do something else, there is the first hint that you are not on the right. And, and, and God's prayer in your life, of, of course, he's not going to honor you doing that. So that's very, very crucial. And then the other thing, um, again, is your relationship right with your spouse? Is your relationship right with your children? Is your relationship right with your fellow believers? Aha, or your neighbors, are you a good child in those relationships? I asked you that question. And do you have to say to the Lord, I have been irritable and cross, but I still want spiritual blessings? Ah, do I continually say that, but I want to be blessed? Do I continually do the things that I am saying that that are against what I'm saying, you know. Those kinds of things are the opposite of what I'm saying when I'm talking about Christ and the things that we should be doing. Uh Uh-huh. But I still want the spiritual blessings. Think about that. And I will share with you, you can't receive and will have to do without those blessings until you have the attitude of a good child. Woo! we mistake defiance for devotion and we end up arguing with God instead of surrendering take that to heart brothers and sisters you're listening to Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG talk radio 95.5 and we'll be right back after this
1: When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app.
0: And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. As always, we truly appreciate you tuning in and taking the time to listen to our program. It has been my pleasure, as it always is, to share the gospel with you, to share what God has laid on my heart, to share what many, many, I feel, are giants whose shoulders I stand on to to do the things that I do today. And we have many, 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 many people come before us, both men and women, uh, who have been just uh, exemplary in their uh, walk of faith, who have been examples for us, who have been martyred for us. We have endless examples of that. And so from our, from our wonderful friend A.W. Tozer uh, to Oswald Chambers, just to Spurgeon, to just so many names. And uh, so often, you know, I'm not necessarily saying modern names, although I, I believe that Francis Chen and many of these guys uh, who have experienced the gospel in in a way different than a lot of, of, of those who teach and share do, um And understand some of the deeper things, although even in the deeper things, when you accept the gospel in its simplicity, those deeper things are not hard for you. Those deeper things are not lost on you. They make sense. But to the world who cannot even fathom the milk of the word to get into the meat, they are just lost. Their eyes go cross and they go to sleep. Um, but I just I just love the gospel. I love our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I love our God Almighty with all my heart and my soul. And my goal in my life um, is to share that gospel and to do God's will, to replace myself as often as possible. Because, again, I'm right there with you. I'm not teaching and saying these things because I am a perfect person. Because if you're looking for a perfect perfect person, you are going to be disappointed. And that's why our eyes are not focused on individuals. Well, this guy's a better speaker than this guy. This guy's a better this than that guy. And I'm following him and I'm following them. Jesus warned the apostles. He warned the early church not to get lost in these things. The only place our eyes need to be fixed is upon Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Moving our eyes and taking our attention off of Jesus at any time like Peter during the storm, as he tried to make his way to Jesus, walk across the water as he wanted to do, he was able to get part of the way until the woes of the world represented by the storm began to pull his attention away. So I want to just make this so clear and so explicit that we mistake defiance for devotion, and we argue with God instead of surrendering, it might not be this out and outright, oh God, you're wrong, but when we resist submitting, when we resist surrendering, we are making a mistake of defiance for devotion, and so we refuse to look at the evidence that clearly indicates Where we are wrong. And if we take an honest look at ourselves in what we're doing, and that's why I stress so often that our words must match our deeds and vice versa. If we say we are all these things, and we do something and are continue I'm not saying making a mistake we make a mistake, we make it angry, we might get frustrated, and we may lash out because of all kinds of things going on in our lives that's that's a little different uh I'm talking about somebody who willfully willfully knowingly says these things but has other agendas on their heart and their mind and so once we look at that evidence, clearly we can see God will give us clarity into where the wrong is. And so we know so often what areas that we need to ask God to help us with. Um, but if we refuse to look at the evidence, well, you know what? And, and here's another thing that I've said so often. You question, have I been asking God to give me money for something I want? And you know, that's a, a that's, That is a theme that goes through the gospel with the rich man, with all those different things. Um, it is about what? It is, that is, we're talking about selfishness and comfort when God, in total surrender to God and total surrender to God's will, we are trusting that he will provide what we need. Anything less than that says we're not trusting God so again uh, we have to think in those kinds of things have I been asking God for liberty uh, while I'm withholding it from someone who belongs to me i refused to forgive here's a big 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 thing my friends my brothers my sisters and those of us who walk this path of faith have I refused to forgive someone Oof. Have I been unkind to that person? And that unkindness doesn't mean just being face-to-face unkind. Unkind to the person means gossiping behind them, creating issues and saying things that aren't true to have someone believe you over them or respect you more than another person or take you up over someone else. You need to look deeply to make sure that your values and your wants are in line with what God's are. Because our fleshly desires and wants are far opposing those of the spirit of God. You can be certain of that. You know, have I been living as God's child among my relatives and friends? Have we been doing that way? So then in our very actions, because remember, there is that phrase that the actions speak louder than words. And so often our actions can compel people to faith and saying, wow, that person really does uh, believe what they're saying, but not because they said it, but because they saw the acts of kindness, because they saw the humility, because they saw the caring, because they saw the loving, because we refuse to judge someone else because it's not our job, because we are kind to even our enemies. Are we living as God's child among those we walk along with? Hmm. Am I a child of God only by being born again? And as his child... Am I only good as I walk in the light? Those are the things that we aspire to. Being born again and walking in God's light. And when we think about ourselves being good, we need to stop that thought. Because all that is in us that we believe is good, more than likely is not. That God will wipe away as he removes the dross and the imperfections from the precious element that he intends to turn us into with purity and righteousness, holiness and grace. He intends us to become as he is. It certainly doesn't happen instantly. For most of us, prayer simply becomes trivial religious expression. Endlessly we say prayers that we don't really think deeply about. Because I share that with you about the Lord's Prayer. It is mouthed and is said endlessly, millions and millions of times by believers and non-believers everywhere. But are they listening to the words that they repeat? Are they taking to heart when we say, Our Father who is in heaven, holy, holy is thy name. Let your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Ponder those implications of what you're asking in this prayer that we have repeated a million times. Give us our daily bread. We're asking God to provide us with what we need. We tend to think of the bread as as food and, and monetary things that we need to exist in life, but it goes so much further than that. And in that request, it is not what we need. It is what God knows that we need, that we're asking him to provide. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Are we forgiving those who have committed wrongs against us? Are we holding on and sulking, looking to one-up somebody else who we think, oh, Ah, I got to get that guy. Are we doing that? Are we taking it as far as Jesus said to love your enemies and do good unto them? Oof. And the Lord deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Keep us safe from all that is not holy, from all that is not righteous, from all that is not godly. That's what we seek. And that simple prayer sums up all that we need to ask. Let us think and ponder and pray on those things as we repeat them. Let it not be a mindless prayer that has no effect on your life and on your soul. I am a child of God. That's what you want to say. I am a child of God. Wow. And Jesus promised into Matthew 7, 8, when we live as a child of God, then Jesus says regarding his children, everyone who asks shall receive. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Love you all.